0: In this episode of Hardcore Christianity, Andy and I will try to find the answers to the question, is hell real, using the Bible as our guide. We'll explore statistics highlighting what people in America believe about hell. We'll examine evidence of whether hell exists or not, and we'll explore what the Bible has to say about hell. If you've ever questioned whether hell exists or not, you'll want to stick around for this episode of Hardcore Christianity. So, Andy, I'm really excited to talk about hell, and I'm surprised at some of the stuff that we found when we were doing some research about hell. But I think before we start to talk about whether hell actually exists or not, maybe we should define what hell really is. So do you have an idea of what you think hell is, what your definition of hell might be? My definition of hell,
1: <clears throat> I would say, is uh, a dwelling for those who are separated from the presence of God. Okay. It's like the epitome of what I, I think of when Jesus was on the cross, yelling, "You know, Father, Father, why have you forsaken me?" And mm-hmm. you know, just
0: that absence and presence of God. Okay. Well, I actually did look at the dictionary and kind of see what they had to say about hell, and maybe when we'll discuss whether this fits what the Bible says about hell, or and in your interpretation and my interpretation of what mm-hmm. hell might be. But in the dictionary, one of the one of the uh, uh, definitions I found was. The hell is a place regarded in various religions as a spiritual realm of evil and suffering, often traditionally depicts a place of perpetual fire beneath the earth where the wicked are punished after death. And I like this one by uh, the Merriam Webster Dictionary. It says, uh, Hell is another world in which the dead continue to exist, which is Hades, another realm of the devil and the demons in which condemned people suffer everlasting punishment. So, in my mind, when I read about hell, I've, and I've, since I was a young child and was taught about hell, I've always had this vision that it was a place where a fire eternally mm-hmm. burns and people are eternally suffering. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the envisionment that I have of hell. Yes. And I agree with what you said about uh, being separation from God. And I think a lot of Christians talk about the idea of being separated from God as being hell. But in my mind that's only part of it. It's yep. there's actually the torment and the pain and the suffering and the everlasting suffering and this and the separation from God as well. So when we talk about hell, I think we need to talk about yes, the separation of God, but also um the torment and the pain mm-hmm. and the and the and the fire maybe even. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I
1: I looked up uh Strong's concordance and the definition or the the hebrew word is tartar o'o and i'm sure i'm butchering that of course (laughs) but uh the definition is uh the place of punishment fit for only demons okay uh you know when we think of everybody knows the fall everyone knows that knows that satan was an angel Mm -hmm. and that he rebelled and, and took angels with him and um that you you know that demons are are the the cause of a lot of of the pain and suffering, you know, everybody's seen those Hollywood, you know, like The Exorcist, mm-hmm. but to think of the the place of punishment fit for Satan, right? But that's the that's the location that all unredeemed.
0: Um, persons are going to, to go right and it tracks that uh, God created hell because he created everything and mm-hmm. it was a place that he sent Satan when he sent them when he just threw him out of hell, heaven to begin with and mm-hmm. so when we think about hell it is a place for torment but it's also a place where the demons are are mm-hmm. also um, exiled too I guess you could say huh
1: yeah absolutely it's it's a place of like, you know, when I think of hell, I think eternal, never-ending, okay. yeah. painful, punishment, you know, and, and that's just a complete, I think about it this way, even in this world with the the um, horrible things that we see and, and that people do and that happen, there's still the presence of God here and, and how will be the complete absence of that? There will mm-hmm. be no mm-hmm. holding back of the evil and the torment and just, it's death without dying. Yeah. I'm
0: sure we're going to revisit some Mm -hmm, of these definitions but um now let's head on to why are we even asking this question i mean why because when i was i always thought that if you believe in heaven you have to believe in hell if you're a believer in christ then you both believe in heaven and hell and even if Mm -hmm. you're not a believer in christ i assumed that if you believe in heaven that you believe in hell too but that's not really the case Mm -mm, yeah
1: what have you what have you found Well, I was actually going over it with my family. Um, Pew Research says that uh, of believers, 72% believe in heaven and 58% believe in hell. Mm -hmm. I found that shocking Uh, on both sides the heaven and, but more so, the hell. Right. Because I feel like the Bible, very, I mean, hell is is one thing that Jesus speaks about
0: more than anyone else Mm -hmm. in the Bible. Right. And it's just strange to me that if you use the Bible as your guide and how the Bible is explicit on a lot of things that um, people can believe in heaven, yet not believe in hell. And we'll explore why Mm -hmm. that might be. But also, um, one of the things that I found in in looking at this is what Pope Francis said. And I don't know if you heard about that. And that was a big a big deal, but let me just bring it up to those who may not know uh, what this quote is that happened and it is, was picked up by the New York Times and the Guardian. But this quote I found from the cut and it says, And when Pope Francis was asked, where do bad souls go when they die, he was reported to have said that they are not punished. Those who repent obtain God's forgiveness and take their place among the ranks of those who contemplate him. But those who do not repent and cannot be forgiven disappear. Mm. Um, a hell doesn't exist. The disappearance of sinful sinning souls exists. So what he's basically saying and for later, I guess I should to qualify and say that um, it, it, they were saying that the Vatican said that he was misquoted, yep. but mm-hmm. the idea is saying that when people die, if you are, uh, if you have contemplated heaven and then you have a relationship, and even say relationship, but if you have this this idea of heaven and you're a good person, then you will go to heaven. But uh, if you do not, there is no hell; you just disappear. Mm-hmm. So I can see how that could be confusing to some, especially coming from someone like the Pope.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think you know in my research
1: I came across that as well, and a word that came up. Was annihilationism? I believe. Okay. The belief that um, those who don't go to heaven, that their their soul their their soul is just erased, that they, they no longer exist, and they try to use uh, verses from Philippians. I don't have the specifics written down. Okay. But they try to use that to support that the soul, you know, isn't eternal and that it's destroyed. But uh, the the deeper context in Philippians, Paul is refuting that. You know, people like to take those those piecemeal. Verses to yeah. support their cause, but Paul is actually refuting that as you take in the broader context. Okay, And I think very clearly the Bible supports, uh, you know, Jesus speaks of it, as, you know, with the judging of the rams and the, the lamb or the sheep, you know, uh, those uh, that he sends away from his presence are going to a place of eternal fire, eternal torment mm-hmm. that, that does not in any way, see, you know, speak to, oh, you're just going to disappear and never see again. Right. we are, we are eternal. Yeah. And it's just a matter of where that eternity
0: is spent in the presence of God or in hell. So we see that there is a problem uh, in our nation, in our churches, even that Mm -hmm. some people do not believe in hell, which to me is incredibly shocking, but it is true uh, according to the the statistics. Um, But I'd like to get your idea. uh, Just talk a little bit about what you believe. I mean, I think that is a good idea to let the audience know where we stand on this issue. So what are your thoughts on hell? Well, for the sake of time, I wrote down my thoughts and I wrote down a scripture quote oh, okay. scripture portions okay.
1: for anyone who wanted to look those
0: up. Okay, why don't you, if you don't mind, mention? Them. I'll just put them on the screen so that people can see them as absolutely, you just reference them. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh,
1: I believe that hell is a place of ultimate justice, and my scripture quote for that is Revelation nineteen one through four. Okay, I believe hell is a place of fiery agony. Mark nine forty three through forty eight. I believe hell is a place of conscious torment. Okay. Luke sixteen twenty two through twenty eight. Hell is a place of outer darkness. Matthew eight eleven through twelve a. Hell is a place of weeping and gnashing of teeth. Mm-hmm. Matthew eight twelve b. Uh, I believe that hell is a place of continual rebellion. Uh, John eight forty four. I believe that hell is a place of vile association. Revelation 21, 8. I believe that hell is a place of divine destruction. 2 Thessalonians 1, 9 says that those who turn from Christ will suffer punishment of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord
0: and away from the glory of his might. Mm-hmm. So, like you, you have no doubt in your mind that hell exists. I, too, believe 100% that hell exists, and mostly, well, exclusively, almost, because it says it in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And the Bible is clear about hell. I've never been there, you've never been there, Um, but there's a lot of things that we've never done and that the Bible says is true, and we believe it because the Bible is the inspired word of God, and it is our guide. So because the Bible says it is the main reason I believe it. Um, So yeah, so I'm glad we're both in agreement there. I did not uh, think that we wouldn't be. Um, So why do you, um, why do so many people believe that there isn't a hell in your, in your opinion, or if there's anything you found online about why people don't believe that there is a hell? Well, I think that uh, a
1: lot of people it basically boils down to, they don't, they, God is all loving. And that is something that we are told that is something the Bible speaks to, that he is all loving and that what people land on is how could a loving God ever Mm -hmm. send people to hell? How could he want to punish everyone? And i think that there's a lot of false uh, i call it moral relativism i'm good because compared to my standards i do really well um you know i'm better than my neighbor i don't steal i don't lie and so i think that the people just don't think that hell is even an option for them that they just automatically deserve heaven and you know that's sold more in in hollywood it's sold more in um churches and Mm -hmm. when you think of hell in hollywood you think of fictional movies you know and i was just watching a play where um the characters were joking about their parents being in hell i don't i think that there's a lack of respect and i think that that lack of respect isn't for the place of hell i think it's a lack of respect for god our god is so glorious and so holy and that love that he has you know, I love my wife, but if there's anything that's going to hurt her, I'm going to get angry and I'm going to defend her mm-hmm. to protect her from it. And that is what hell represents: is a place where the Lord does not want sin to destroy our souls. Mm-hmm. So a just, righteous, holy God yeah. has has every right to send. Those who are against him. I think that's well said. And
0: and actually, uh, when you say that, uh, there was something I found um, written by a blogger called Steve McSwan. Mm -hmm. And I'll just read that. It says, the more one's heart fills with compassion for all people, the more difficult it becomes to accept the reality of hell, regardless of how evil some people are or deserving of hell that some may be. So he's basically saying that uh, pretty much what you said. How can how can hell exist? The more he becomes, his heart becomes full, and, and how, the more he has compassion, he begins to believe less and less that there is a hell. But with him, it sounds to me like it's just his 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 his, his uh, opinion. Mm-hmm. His what he became, what he decided in his own mind, and that's a dangerous place to be um, if you're dealing with something like the Bible, with which is. Um, just total truth, mm-hmm. uh, something that is objective truth. When you have something that is objective truth, then our opinions can't supersede that. Yes. And what he sounds like he was doing is basically saying that hell can't be because I don't believe that mm-hmm. hell should be. Yep. And that's a really, really dangerous place for not only, um, people like anyone to, to do, but also believers. If you ever, if they ever, uh, enter that as just being deceived deceiving themselves, uh, to believe that heaven is not a uh, hell is not real.
1: I mean, I think the enemy wants that. He wants to masquerade himself. He wants to completely... The, the, the best thing that he can do is make you believe he doesn't exist. Yeah, I heard that. that. I heard quote a quote like guy. that, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's the same with hell. Why Why do so many people believe in heaven mm-hmm. but not comparatively so few people believe in hell? I think it's a, a tool of the enemy. You know, Rob Bell has a book where he basically says that Gehenna, which is used in the Bible to reference hell, is just a trash heap. You know, and, and I think that that's coming from a pastor... And the people read that, and it, may, and it sinks into them, into their their mind, and that they dwell on that, and so that makes them question the authority of the Bible and what it says. But if you do any sort of research, his foundation completely breaks right. apart. The the first reference of Gehenna as a trash heap was over a thousand years after Jesus was on the earth. Mm. You know, and yet there he's taking that and applying it to Jesus's words. And if you think about it, you know, if Jesus is telling someone you're going to go to the trash heap, that doesn't make any sense Mm-mm. in the context of what Jesus is saying.
0: And that's, and it gets worse when like, when you said it was spoken by a pastor mm-hmm. and we hold our pastors and our spiritual leaders in such high regard as if their word is gospel sometimes. Mm-hmm. And if we don't reference and, and check what the Bible says, and the Bible tells us to do that, to yes. look at the Bible and test what other people are saying mm-hmm. and if we don't do that then we may just be, be deceived ourselves and believe what we hear and not necessarily what we've read yes. And one of the interesting things that that came up as you were talking i mean i actually wrote this down too is that there was a there's a, a article that i found online written by a man named john Merritt, mm-hmm. and he was talking about the three reasons why um we're afraid to talk about hell and i thought mm-hmm. this was interesting yeah and did you see that no i'm interested to hear oh, okay I to well say, <laughs> one of them was uh Hell doesn't feel fair And oh I can understand God. that That's basically mm-hmm. where, why a lot of people don't want to believe in hell Because it just doesn't seem like fair Like you were saying uh, How sure. can a, a righteous good God send anybody there mm-hmm. And the second reason is Hell sounds harsh Mm. Like, it's a really, really bad place to be. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to believe in some place like that you that you have to go that's so bad. I mean, it's just, it's hard for us to contemplate, nor do we want to even enter, have it enter our minds. Right. And the third one was hell scares off spiritual seekers, mm. which I thought was interesting. So we don't talk about it because it's something that uh, nobody wants to, to talk to contemplate. Yeah. And uh, um, I don't believe, you know, I believe that people don't believe in hell because they don't want to believe that it's true. They just want to believe that um, hell can't exist. Mm -hmm. And that is a really, really dangerous place to be.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's very dangerous. Um, I I have a quote right here from Richard Brooks. Uh, He said that hell is not in the Bible for us to debate it or reject it. It is there so that we might escape from it. You know the the passion from which Jesus spoke was a lot of time was save yourself, you know don't don't fear those that can only hurt your body, fear the one who can hurt both your body and your soul and destroy your soul, and that's just that is powerful. That the, Jesus wasn't using it as a as a um, a threat, you know his genuine desire was to save us from that. Amen. But ultimately, um, I think C.S. Lewis put it pretty well. Uh, I'm paraphrasing, of course, but basically the people who uh, go to hell have made the choice to go there Mm. and that's that's i think where a lot of people don't want to think that Mm -hmm. you know we're a very grace-filled um society we want to give people the benefit of the doubt Mm -hmm. but it's kind of like criminals um holding up to themselves the law and 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 making the law for their own good yeah you know a criminal can't say to the judge this is how you should treat me Mm -hmm. uh the judge the judge capital J is the owner of all creation Mm -hmm. everything is created from satan the angels down to us right and we are all in submission to him and that's why i said that i think that hell is a place of rebellion Mm -hmm. because uh, satan will submit to jesus when he returns Um, jesus proved that when he was on earth healing sickness Mm -hmm. and that satan will submit but it will not be a willing
0: submission yeah
1: it will, be, it will be a defiant
0: submission. Well, and hell speaks to God's sovereignty as well as his holiness. Absolutely, yes. And as you were saying, I mean, God is, he made us, he makes the rules, he, he decides what happens, and he is holy, and sin and holiness do not mix. They can't be together. So there mm-hmm. has to be a place for people who do sin, and he decided in his sovereignty that hell would be that place. Right, and he, he's righteous, which means that everything mm-hmm. that he decides is right. It yes. doesn't have to make sense to us. So um, why should people in general believe in hell? Why would you say they should believe? Well, um, I think that there are a lot of reasons.
1: J.J. Uh, Packer, uh, he, he has a quote that says that, all the language that strikes terror into our hearts, weeping and gnashing of teeth, outer darkness, the worm, the fire, Gehenna, the great gulf, fixed is all directly taken from our Lord's teaching. It is from Jesus Christ that we learn the doctrine of eternal punishment. Hmm. Um, whether or not you think that Jesus was a good teacher or for a Christian God um, that carries some powerful weight that there is a place of eternal judgment and as Christians um, you know some people in my research were taking the Bible literally for the fire and the hell Mm -hmm. and the eternal Mm -hmm. burning and uh, some were mentioning that it is just a metaphor you know that it was just words used to, to describe it but if you think about it why, you know, when you use words to describe something, it's because you, you, and compare it to something, it's because you lack the specific words to describe the depth of what you're trying to say. And I don't think that the Lord would use words like fire and eternal damnation and hell and eternal death mm-hmm. to explain snow. Right. Or a holiday or a vacation. Right. It, it means it's worse mm-hmm. at the very least. And, you know, it's, it's, we all deserve that, like I've said. And it is only through Jesus that we are. Uh, have any possibility of of escaping that you know mm-hmm. just a lie in the presence of a holy lord is is enough to completely just he has every right to to uh, punish us right. you know it's not the sin people think well i'm a good person i just lied once you know if i if i hit you you're gonna tell me to leave the house if i hit a police officer he's going to arrest me mm-hmm. you know, he's gonna beat me up probably and arrest me <laughs> But if I hit a king, he's going to have me killed. Right. So it's not the sin; it's who the sin is committed against.
0: Mm, good point. Yeah, I like what you said. I mean, I think I think one of the reasons that I think uh, that people should believe is not only that they're being deceived, and we don't want to be deceived. Who wants to deceive themselves and then mm-hmm. find out later that all along you believe a lie? Yeah. Uh, that's that's dangerous. But then also, I think that people who are unbelievers might, might listen to that. And if someone were to tell them that hell doesn't exist, then they might say, well, then what do you mean that you are saved? What are you saved from? What are Christians Mm -hmm. saved from? And that's a good question. If Mm -hmm. there is no hell, I mean, if there is no punishment, if there is no judgment here on this earth for our afterlife, then what are we being saved from? Right. And so that really kind of makes the whole Christianity idea, a house of cards. if, there is no punishment if there is no judgment if our life here doesn't matter and, mm-hmm. and we'll just either disappear or go to heaven that's not mm-hmm. not to say that it needs to be incentive for people to accept Christ but at least it's not a, a deterrent it's not a, um, uh, um, a, a the truth of what life and death and afterlife really is and if we are deceiving ourselves with this then um, our life here can be futile and mm-hmm. by the time we die we'll realize that that this was you know, that you just deceived yourself this entire time, which nobody wants to have happen.
1: Absolutely. The Lord is looking for an internal change, not an external one. You know, he rebuked the Pharisees and the Sadducees more than anyone. Mm-hmm. And that, that internal change, that's going to be the mark of a, a truly redeemed person. That's, that's one thing I came across while researching for this is the the differences are the redeemed and the unredeemed, right. the born again you know and there are there are going to be those that we're going to going to stand in front of Jesus and say lord lord we prophesized in your prophesied in your name we cast out demons in your name he's going going to say i never knew you mm-hmm. away from me it you know satan believes in jesus as the son of god mm-hmm. it people have to go deeper than an intellectual ascent to know the bible it has to be an internal heart change okay yeah
0: And and I'm assuming that people who may watch this may be skeptics. Mm -hmm. They may hear what we say and say, well, I still don't believe. Um, But as I, which is why I I wanted to bring up this question, besides the Bible, is there any proof that hell exists? I want to get your thoughts on that. Uh, Secular proof that hell exists. um,
1: You you have those near-death experiences that people... um, to go to hell mm-hmm. and have those experiences. And um, I take those with a grain of salt. Um, a book, 23 Minutes in Hell, actually started me on the trajectory that the Lord used to save me. Really? Okay. Uh, it, it, if nothing else, it, got, it gave me the opportunity to start thinking about death. Mm-hmm. I think that's a lot of people don't think about that. Um, you know, I think that the Bible makes it clear that the, that hell is here on earth. And you have to just wonder the descriptions of hell and what we're seeing like right now, the volcano in Hawaii, mm-hmm. the lava coming up. You know, where is all that coming from? What is in the earth that we don't know about? Hmm. I don't know. Were you able to come across any definitive proof?
0: Well, uh, I I was going to say much of what you said. Uh, I've heard a lot of different uh, accounts of mm-hmm. people who said they have gone to hell. I've actually read a couple books myself a long time ago about not only people who said they've gone to hell, but people who said they have gone to heaven. And uh, I have a couple that I've written down here uh, that I have not read. uh, But it is Matthew Botsford. He had had written a book called A Day in Hell. And someone named Howard Storms wrote a book called My Descent into Hell. Mm -hmm. And those are just a couple of examples. And there are many, many out there uh, of people who have written their account. And I, I agree to take it with a grain of salt, but also um, I guess I would also say that if there are so many people who are saying, uh, that this experience is real, I wouldn't outright reject it. No, I, w- I would, I would, uh, uh, at least give it some thought give it some prayerful thought and, uh, contemplate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are one who is questioning whether hell exists or not, um, there are people who say they have seen hell. Now that said, um, the whole journey of Christianity is based on faith. Mm-hmm. And even our belief in hell is faith uh, for those of us who have not who cannot claim that we've been to hell mm-hmm. So we have this whole faith journey And just like believing in the Bible is faith is the Bible being absolute truth Absolute objective truth from God to us then also belief in hell follows that same trajectory so if you don't have faith in the bible then you might have a hard time having faith in hell but if you do have faith in the bible it is clear about hell and that should help us to have faith mm-hmm. because the bible tells us that you know if we read the bible then you know if we are hearers of the word then that bolsters our faith so the more that we hear the more faith we should have and so if we're in the word and we believe in the word then we'll understand what what truth really is I absolutely agree. And as Christians, we walk in a
1: a security that we belong to God and that we will not be removed from his hand. Uh, But what the motivation is is for those who who don't know Christ, you know, the person that we sit by at work or the person that lives next door to us, um, knowing what we know about hell, eternal torment, you know, just death without dying, that 10,000 years into that, they'll be no closer Mm-hmm. To the end, than when they started, you know how much do we have to hate people, to fear ourselves, to putting ourselves out there for the name of Christ, to not to not at least share with them the the key, the the path, the the the, the root, the door that the Lord provided for us Amen. to deliver that from us. That's what being saved means, and as Christians, we walk in that that confidence, that faith. Mm-hmm. but the 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 flip side of that is is realizing that there are people that are going there every day and that they have
0: they have no way of ever escaping it once they're there that's it's very true and that makes it very serious and we really need to to take what the bible says uh, I mean, it's, it's the most important thing that we can do is, mm-hmm. is contemplate our afterlife because Absolutely. that's a lot longer than our time here on earth. It says that our time here on earth is like a blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. Well, when we come back, we'll turn our attention to what the Bible has to say about hell. But then also, we'll, we'll, if hell is real, what does that say about our God? So stay with us. If you'd like to let us know your thoughts about this episode feel free to drop us an email at writecmv at hotmail.com to leave us a comment. That's w r i t e c m v cmv at hotmail.com. We'd love to hear from you.
1: Want to watch episodes of Christian music videos online? Visit the CMV mobile YouTube channel and catch full episodes featuring independent Christian artists. Every month, one new episode from the television series is added to the channel. Now, You can watch CMV anytime on your mobile device, computer, and even your television using a web-enabled device like the Apple TV. Just go to ktfproductions.com and find the CMV mobile link on the Christian Music video page. You can also subscribe to the channel if you want to be updated when a new episode is added. CMV Mobile. Watch anytime, anywhere.
0: Allow yourself to be challenged and encouraged toward a deeper relationship with Christ through Lord of My Life Bible Devotions. For the print version, you can read online or subscribe and have them emailed to you as they are posted. And for the audio version, you can listen online or subscribe to the audio podcast and receive episodes as they are released. The Lord of My Life Bible Devotions. Find them at ktfproductions.com. Today, Andy and I have been discussing hell. Is hell real? Well, as we've discovered in the first part of the show, many Americans, even believers, question whether hell is a place where sinners or unbelievers go when they die. In this segment, we're going to discuss what the Bible has to say about hell. So Andy, let's do that. I mean, we have mentioned uh, some of the scriptures of what the Bible has to say about hell. But are there any specific, I mean, we're have to go through a, a, the whole list because I know there, I read a report that um, 52 times the Bible talks about hell mm-hmm. specifically. And then there are other times that it talks about hell, but it doesn't reference hell specifically as, as H-E-L-L that we know of. So are there anything that sticks out to you that might be convincing to anyone who might be contemplating whether hell is real or not? Uh, biblically, uh, Psalm 917
1: the wicked shall return to Sheol, all the nations that forget God. That signifies that separation, that, that turning away from God to me. Uh, Matthew ten, twenty-eight, and do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Mm-hmm. And Luke twelve five. But I will forewarn you when whom ye shall fear, fear him which after he hath killed, hath power to cast into hell. Yea, I say unto you, fear him. Uh, so right there, I think that are are, are three very clear uh, depictions okay. of hell.
0: Well, a couple of the ones that uh, stuck out to me were... I, you know, the, the book of life, you mm-hmm. know, the, the revelation talks a lot about, about the book of life. And if your name's not written in the book of life, then you will not enter heaven. And in revelation 2015, it says anyone whose name was, is, was not found written in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think about that as when you get to, And and this is, this is my opinion, my, my thoughts of what, of what I uh, have read and what I conjure up in my mind is that when we come to heaven at the judgment seat of Christ, that all of our life will be laid before us and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, picked apart as to what we have done. But even before that step, we have to have our name written in the land book of life. If it's not there, then we'll be thrown into the lake of fire for those of us who do have our name written in the book of life then we can take that next step and god can look at us and say well either well done my good and faithful servant mm-hmm. or look back in our life and show us whatever he wants to show us about what we've done wrong or mm-hmm. done right or how we obedient we've been how sinful we've been and however he wants to do it but it all comes down to that book of life and i start to think about like, if you were to go to, to go to a concert, and if you don't have your ticket, it's a sold out concert and you don't have your ticket, you can't get in. That ticket is your admittance. And mm-hmm. if your name is not found in the book of life, you can't get in. And right. so if you can't, then you're going to go to hell. And that's one of the things. And then also we mentioned earlier in the show about the weeping and gnashing of teeth. And the Bible talks a lot about weeping and gnashing of teeth. You read in the New Testament, Jesus even mentions it several times. And that equals hell. I mean, that's, that's referencing hell. And then also, I like the one that you picked up because that's one I did too. It was Matthew uh, ten twenty-eight, 28. Mm-hmm. Uh, and fear not uh, them which can kill the body but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him, which is able to destroy both body and soul in hell. And that, to mm-hmm. me, if you had to, to pick one verse for those who, who do not believe, I think that is a simple, clear verse that helps people to understand that the Bible does talk about hell, that hell is a real place, and it's very, very clearly laid out in that in that particular verse, but also in several other parts of the Bible
1: yes, absolutely, uh, you know, I was thinking about annihilationism again, and um, the the verse that came to me for that was twenty matthew twenty five forty one then he will say to those on his left, "Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels mm-hmm. you know, and it just continues to um Support and reinforce biblically that there is a hell, that it is eternal. And, you know, a lot of references is this was a place prepared for Satan and his angels, kind of what you were explaining mm-hmm. earlier about the fall and that being where Satan was sent. Uh, just if that was the place that was prepared for angels who have seen God and been in his presence to, to punish them, and that is the same place that the unredeemed um, people will be sent as it's a vivid portrait that it is a real place and that biblically um there being no hell or even being in hell for a period of time and then being welcomed to heaven that's that's not that's not supported there's only forgiveness in christ there's no forgiveness afterwards Mm -hmm. it ties to i believe it's in luke the story of lazarus
0: that's the other one i love that one yes he's
1: he's in um hell and Mm -hmm. he's looking up at abraham and that beggar is at abraham's side and he's begging abraham i thirst uh, you, you just drip some water on my tongue And Abraham says there is nothing That can span the chasm mm-hmm. between
0: us That reference is Luke sixteen nineteen through 31 I had it written down But but skipped over it by mistake But I like what you said And that's a very vivid um, uh, uh, vision Of what hell could be, hell is mm-hmm. And uh, the chasm I just think about it as What could be worse If you are on one side of the chasm Suffering and pain But yet you can still see On the other side of the chasm people who are enjoying heaven and enjoying life mm-hmm. with the Lord and you can't do it. it and it's, and it's f- too far for you to get to, but it's close enough for you to realize, oh, I can't have that, but all I have is this. I mean, that to me would be the worst type of hell to be in. Yeah, absolutely. You even think about the the reference in the
1: Bible that says that we will feast in the presence of enemies uh, i don 't want to be on that side right. of things looking at because at that point it 's too late. we live in the time of grace right mm-hmm. now that, that the the offer of salvation and eternal life is is um there for our choosing, but those who choose to ignore that um we just pray for them you know just really it 's uh there were like j i Packer and um you know other old um pastors. They used to literally weep when they would speak about the torment of hell. Mm. It's it's uh, really gives you a new appreciation for how holy our God is and Amen. a new
0: desire to truly exalt in the name of Christ. Amen. And so I guess that leads me on to this next one, which is, if hell is real, then what does that say about our God?
1: Well, uh, that was a really good question. I, I think about that and uh, you know, you want to go initially to the comparison I made earlier of criminals mm-hmm. telling the judge how we should be treated. And and we want to say that it's not fair. We want to believe that nobody deserves that. But ultimately, um, David Platt said it really well. Uh, he was talking about um, Revelation 20, uh, verse 9 through 10. And they marched up over the broad plain of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints and the beloved city, but fire came down from heaven and consumed them. And the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur where the beast and the false prophet were, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. And the point David Platt made about that is that while that's happening, we are worshiping God. Mm. And what does that say about our God, that we would worship him in that moment? Wow. And, and he He spoke to this. He said that in that moment, he thinks that we will finally see God for his value and his worth. That while he is destroying those who are against him, that we would we would worship him and see how glorious and how holy he is. And that he is righteous and that we have no space mm-hmm. and no place to tell him that way that we think he should do things. But that he is righteous and that what he does is right and that we have the bible right now Mm -hmm. we have the word of god to share and to 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 support and encourage us but also to to push us on to speaking to others so that they will know that this is not a game that it is not hell is not a place to be made light of or made fun of but that there are people that we love and that we know and the thought of them going there that that's the path that they're on Mm -hmm. right now Mm -hmm. and uh, it's hard to think of worshiping a God, but that's He. That's His righteousness, mm-hmm. His glory. He, He is our only treasure, and and He is all that we need. And I think that speaks a lot to who He is. He, mm-hmm. He, He makes no mistakes. Right, and and just the fact that we all deserve, like I've said, that eternal punishment and that he's given us so freely he took that punishment
0: for us which is which is my take on it too as i start to think about uh, what does that say about our god to me it says that we have a good god a loving Mm -hmm. god because when you think about it he sent his son to die so that we don't have to go to hell Mm -hmm. i mean that the whole basis of christianity the whole reason jesus came is to save us and to save us from hell And that was a loving God who did that. I mean, if you think about it, if there is a hell that we're going to go to, if we're not saved by grace, if we're not saved by Jesus's blood covering our sins, Mm -hmm. then he provided that way. And the very fact that hell exists and the very fact that he sent his son to die for us so that we don't have to go there speaks to me in an incredible way of his love for us. So it's not, hell is not a place of hate. Mm -hmm. It's a place of, uh of damnation and judgment mm-hmm. but we don't have to face that judgment because he gave us the way out he did the ultimate sacrifice by sending his son to die for us and to me when i think about hell i think about the idea that we don't have to go there because mm-hmm. jesus died for us and i think that that is a, is a big takeaway for me um because the blood of jesus we don't want to take it for take it lightly he mm-hmm. we have a just god and as i said before uh, we are unrighteous unholy sinful people and sin and holiness cannot reside in the same place. And so Jesus provided that righteousness for us because Mm -hmm. he is the righteousness that covered us. And that is ultimate love that God sent for us. And so hell yes, it is bad. We don't want to go there. And that might even be a a good deterrent for people to come to the, to the Lord to begin with. But it is only because of the grace of God that we are saved. And that to me just shows God's ultimate love. Yeah, it shows his value,
1: too. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, the, the, the horror of hell really speaks to his love and that he will protect us. He wants to save us, but he will punish that which would stand to destroy our soul and to hurt us. It's the same with anyone's family. You know, you will defend them and keep them away from anything that's going to hurt them. Mm-hmm. And it's the same. That's the Lord's response to sin.
0: So as we wrap up here, Andy, I have one last question. And that is, um, what are some of the takeaways that uh, will help us become more hardcore in our faith? I mean, this is hardcore Christianity. The idea is that uh, by listening to this show or watching the show or or, or, or delving into the word and understanding what it means, that we could become more dedicated, more faithful to God. What are some takeaways from just believing that hell exists? And what we talked about today might be some good takeaways for those who might be watching. Uh, for
1: the redeemed, I would say, uh, utter worship of the God who came and paid that price for us, and just a small sampling of what Jesus endured on that cross for us, remembering that he is no longer there, that he is at the right hand of God, and that we have been saved for us, practically, having no fear of uh, speaking his name and speaking into the lives of people in our circles of influence, no matter how minute it might be one thing i've learned is the lord is is a perfect farmer and he knows when to plant seeds mm. and praying for the watering of those seeds. And I think also practically praying for our persecuted brothers and sisters around the world, mm-hmm. for strength for them, and praying for the missionaries who who are answering the Great Commission mm-hmm. to go out there and to spread the gospel to the, the Muslim countries, to the, to the Asian countries, and praying for walls to be broken down mm-hmm. so the gospel can continue to, to go, if nothing else. If you are homebound
0: and, and see no other person, Pray for those who are out there. Praying for them so that they don't have to face hell. Absolutely. But I also think that one of the things that we can take away is that we need to take the entire Bible as truth Mm -hmm. and we can't pick and choose what we want to believe. And I think that uh, as we talked about in the first part of the show, I think a lot of people do that where they pick what they want to believe and they ignore what they don't want to believe. And both things come from the same Bible, the same word of truth. We need to, as believers, believe the entire Bible. So I'm always shocked. to hear believers who don't believe in the entire bible whatever Mm -hmm. it may be and hell being one of them is, is is incredibly shocking to me so i think that that's one of the takeaways that i would i would suggest that anyone who who might be watching or listening to this show should take away is that when you read the bible Don't water it down. Don't Mm. take away only what you want to take away. It is ultimate truth. It has been truth before you were born. It will be truth when you die. And it is ultimate truth. It is objective truth, which is guides our lives. That's what God gave us. And we need to take the entire Bible, not just the parts we want to take. Because the society will bring us away from the Bible Mm -hmm. and uh, make us start to want to believe things that are not true. Mm -hmm. The Bible is always steadfast. It says God is the same today, yesterday, and forever. Mm -hmm. So um, we know that. And Mm -hmm. uh, I think that that would be a, a great takeaway, a great way to end this show. And I, thanks again, Andy, for coming and and talking with me about uh, one of the topics that we had is hell real. So I appreciate your time. I appreciate being here. Well, I thank you too for spending time with us and exploring this question, is hell real? Be sure to join us next time as we attempt to tackle the question, do miracles happen today? Hope to see you then. If you'd like to let us know your thoughts about this episode, feel free to drop us an email at writecmv at hotmail.com to leave us a comment. That's W-R-I-T-E-C-M-V at hotmail.com. We'd love to hear from you.